I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat podcast. Now, here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the overtime. We're back. We kicked Cole out for being too sensible. Now Cole's not with us this week. Fitz and Zach and Gills as your threesome once again. Dude and Daphne are alongside for the occasional head shake and maybe a bark. I don't know, but they're part of the team. Right, Daphne? Well said. Dude's over there having a modeling pose on the couch. Just ridiculous how spoiled these dogs are. Speaking of spoiled, you are too if you go to the fridge. Sounds good to me. They'll scratch you behind your ears and give you alcohol. That's better than even dude gets around here. Get into the fridge whenever you're in town and make sure you're a loyal listener to the PowerCat podcast. Head on over to Apple or Amazon or wherever you get your music and your podcasts and subscribe to the PowerCat podcast. Get that done. Make sure you hit up our YouTube channel too. Hit the old subscribe button. Get it done, folks. Get it done. And if you're not a subscriber to Go PowerCat, get to it. Get to it. It's going to be a fun football season coming up in the fall, and and we'll be along. I think I'm going back out on the road for the first time in three years or so since the old diagnosis. Back on the road again. No one cares! Here we go. It's your overtime. Gills with the questions. First question of the overtime is from Wagcat. I haven't uh, been down to Aggieville. <laughs> he hasn't been down to Aggieville in a few years now. What is it missing most? Uh, Wags playing a guitar in a bar. That's what it's missing the most. Um, you know, it, it's changed so much. It's, and I've, I've only been back to a couple places since COVID and it's not the same. And you'll notice when you come back that they're building a garage. Oh my God. Okay. It's happening. It's about all to change. And I mean, I could answer right now, but when they build that garage, we will see if the biggest fear of Aggieville business owners comes comes to light. They make more money? All of a sudden, franchises have the right amount of parking oh. spots within so many feet of their front door. And does Aggieville go to more franchises? I got you. It's been a fear. I mean, as a former president of the business association, I thought getting garages would be something everyone could rally behind. More parking, more customers. But this is where you learn your lessons. You think things are so crystal clear, but someone said, you realize we don't have many franchises down here because so many require X number of parking stalls within X number of feet of their front door to be in a business association or business district like this. Oh, so, Wags, I guess the answer is after they build that garage, I'll see you at the Aggieville Applebee's. Get some of those starters. Maybe get some baby backs. Slam them down. Chili's. I want my baby back ribs. I want my baby chili's baby back ribs. Barbecue sauce. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby 
Aggieville's really going to become different districts, and it has to many degrees. There's going to be the college bar part of it, which really, those exist now, and we always knew that. But there's also the adult parts, and it's become more and more watered down uh, because of the emergence of downtown. And there's some really nice bars, restaurants downtown now. So a lot of my demographic, WAGs, your demographic, now that you're in the old club, uh, have moved downtown and has hurt Aggieville businesses. Retail is virtually gone unless you want to vape or you want to buy incense. I don't know why you need incense. So many people buy incense in Aggieville. What was that before, Zach? Huh. Yeah. I've never understood yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. a futon store next door. But yeah, most clothing, all that's gone. So, um, you know, there's the fun businesses, you know, like uh, Thread and and Acne Gift, which I just love. Kind of local fun businesses. There's Rally House, which isn't really local, but... And they I mean, carved more Rally House out. I noticed now next to what was Pie, the corner where... Oh, Pie 5? I, I realized when we went to Aggieville uh, for the national championship game, I drove by Pie 5, and I didn't realize they still had the sign up and everything. Crazy? Like, it was lit up, and I'm like... They have it's like been closed for two buckets years on Wednesdays now. or something that's still on the window too. That's yeah. weird. And but now the the space that's next to it is now a business front they're trying to run out. Hmm. Well, that was interesting. So I, I'll be intrigued to see what happens when they build the first of the two garages they're going to have in Aggieville. I don't know if they'll ever get the second one done, which is at the end of Morrow, that small lot, you know, across from what was Wahoo. So we'll see. But that'll change it a lot. And they've redone Twelfth Street. In the short block or two between Morrow and Bluemont, almost all that parking is gone. Some still exist closer to Bluemont because they had to have the turn area in for the new garage, I think, is going in there, right? You'll turn off at 12th. Surely you won't turn off at Bluemont into the garage. No, I don't think there's any entrance off of Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. Uh, And now the parking, like out between Tanner, Solong, Lucha, that's all gone. There's no parking in there anymore, and they've styled it what they want to do with the entire district with basically one wide traffic lane for emergency vehicles, and it'll be a walking district eventually. And they've included, they've put in the, I mentioned this last week, I think, or two weeks ago. <laughs> Bless you, Gills. Thank you. They've put in the, the pylons that come up out of the ground, you know, the metal ones. The where, bulliard. Yeah. That's what the term is. That is? Yeah. Really? It's a bulliard. I couldn't think of it last week. <laughs> it's a bulliard. There you go. There's a good mascot name. Yeah. It won't offend anyone. Uh, the Bulliards. I don't. I don't think it should. The Boston Bulliards. We just stop you dead in your tracks. Sure. And then you just dread the mascot's just a guy in a silver tube. You are so dumb. You are really dumb for real. Girl, could be girl. Right. The Bulliards have sexes. I don't think so. Well, no, because they all stick in the same way. What'd you say? <laughs> they're all one they're all one thing <laughs> did i take that too logical for you fitz is that too, was that too too logical it was more the way you addressed it <laughs> now, now matter of factly and and unbiasedly i stated it Okay. Yeah. Next, next question. Wait, we? no, we haven't. We have, you Let's, answered your part of the question. You didn't give us a chance to answer. We're talking about bulliards. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God. Toxic bosses enjoy making themselves seem bigger and making the team feel smaller. No, I think I'm, I, 
I'm sad about Celtic Star being gone. That sucks. I miss I miss quirky bars. Not miss, but there needs to be more quirky bars. I think like Rockabelly, So Long, Lucha, more of those types. And Celtic Star was one of those. But uh, Johnny Cause, I think, is put it. Move, they're moving Shot Stop and Bombar elsewhere, and I think they're going into where Celtic used to be. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I'm kind of sad right now that half of Aggieville bars basically is closed because house party's gone. Not that I'd really want to go in there, but <laughs> it's just, it feels weird when you walk by Johnny cause and it's just construction on the inside. And it's like, what happened? So like is it coming to... back or? Yeah. Okay. They're renovating. Are they, is it still going to be house party? Do you know? I think so, yeah. Okay. What, were you looking at me like I party? When you We're looking at you because you're our that. resident expert at this point. We're going out in Aggieville. <laughs> I haven't been out in Aggieville properly for like a year and a half now. Yeah, we go Jeez. watch basketball. We go to Tanner's. Which is a great place. We go but... to Coco Bolo's and drink a margarita on the patio. You're nutty. Yeah, get after it. I don't know. I don't. I haven't. I still haven't been to seventy five. I just feel like all these bars are not the same. You won't be able to hear yourself think after going in there. Got a lot of loud music. Oh my god! It is so loud. Huh. So loud. But is it fun? Yeah, it's cool. Do, it's a good crowd. Do they still do the picture thing that eighteen sixty three did on your ID? Do they take it and scan it underneath the, uh-uh. the camera? No. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about? No, I don't oh. even know what you're talking about, no. Yeah, at 1863, they'd have this up by the bar, the bouncer. They'd take your ID, and they'd shove it under the camera and give it back to you. So they recorded everybody's IDs that came in. Hmm. Interesting. Why? Liability stuff, I guess. I don't really know. Wow. I, I, I wasn't a fan of it, but it didn't stop me from ever going there. Not that I ever went there that much, but always it was the only place that ever did it. I mean, it's like scanning an ID. I mean, it's just weird. Bizarre, but well, yeah, I want more quirky bars. This whole thing, and we look at it, you know, from our perspective, how it impacts Manhattan. But you know, all over the place. Uh, actually, I think Manhattan has survived COVID pretty well. I, you know, in terms of local bar businesses not going under, um, it's surprised me a little bit. I thought the, more would go under. The ones that went out of business went out pretty quickly at the beginning yeah you know were, like they were they were already they were teetering they were already teetering and that was just the final blow and but they pretty much point, know oh a 15-day lockdown we're not making it let yeah. alone a year um surprisingly everybody else has done yeah done i mean said. people that's what i love about local businesses here particularly Aggieville, because you know as part of that that culture and those those are my friends how creative and resilient they are you know, I'm a big fan of Annie Mays and, and Jeff over there, and they started selling. They really went heavy into the liquor to go, which you could do in Kansas during the that the lockdowns. So Becky and I would swing by and, you know, do their walk-up window and pick up some Blackberry Smash whiskey, or she would get mojitos that were really cool. I can't remember exactly what flavor they were, because that's not my thing. But, yeah, it was cool. The people were resilient and found a way to to get it done and, and pay the bills. Uh, but they suffered. They really did. And uh, 
I'm telling you, if you're sending a kid to school or you have a kid coming to school um, and they're going to want to work, this is a prime time. This is they, Everyone needs to ramp up right now to get back to being 2 a.m. bars. Because you look at it so long in Lucha that have been only restaurants since the reopening and they close their doors at 10, just like they do on Sundays. But now they do it all six days they're open. So they don't even have staff. They don't have staff that have worked closing shifts. That's, you know, that's how transient being in a college town is. You don't have that many bartenders. Then, I mean, they've got some guys that work closing shifts, but they're all the older guys that are managers now, and they don't want to work those. So they got to train every waitress and bartender that has to do that. This is a prime time. you got a kid coming up and wants to make good money. We, I was talking to one of the managers over there, and I was adding up what their wait staff made on one Saturday. If you divide it by, you know, they share tips there. And I was going, I think they all made like more than $200 if it all evens out in tips alone on a Saturday without a bar crowd. So those places have gotten really resilient and it's been amazing. But I love Aggieville. I think people make fun of Aggieville and people in this town don't appreciate Aggieville for what it is. But I'll I'll say this. I, I hope there's some new bars, new places that open up that have that kind of local cool feel. Because those are my places, too. I love Rockabilly. I don't go in often enough because it's kind of isolated over there now on the end where I really don't go. But, of course, so long in Lucha and Tanner's, which isn't local, but it is. I mean, it's every Tanner's is owned by a different group, basically. Um, the main guys own it, but there's local ownership in it, and it has a local feel to it. So, I mean, Annie Mays, I mentioned, I love Dirty Dogs. I'm a country music guy. I'm friends with the owner. I don't go there very often because I fall down. <laughs> so now steps. you got to go through a construction zone, wear a hard yeah. hat to get there. Yeah, that's, I don't know how Dirty Dogs and the hat are going to do because their road is closed. You literally have to walk around and then walk down a narrow sidewalk to get into their front doors. Nothing against the hat, but are they even open when they don't have concerts? I don't think so, but how can they even have concerts yeah. when you can't get the buses up there for the guys to unload or gals to unload their equipment? It's, I don't know how it's going to work. But that garage will change a lot of things. Maybe I'll have a bar down there someday. I've always said I won't go into Aggieville, but maybe it'll change Aggieville enough where we'll have the bar. I doubt it. No, don't say that. From I Like Pickles Cat, who would K-State's... Pickles! Oh. <laughs> I thought that was a dog for a second. Nope. Who would K-State's presenting sponsor be like Michigan State presented by Rocket Mortgage? God, I hate that, by the way. Uh, wouldn't it be BriggsAuto.com? It'd be BriggsAuto.com. Um, and we're going to be listening to a whole bunch of people that aren't paying us. Pickles, uh-huh. I don't know why I put this in here. We're, we're giving away free advertising right now. I, I mean, I, I would think maybe Verizon would be a possibility. Mm. Why is that? I wouldn't... I, I don't think I could ever see a national, like a publicly traded company, mm, good point, sponsoring K State. Just because from the visibility standpoint, I don't think it would it would matter. It would be a it would be a local, a big player, but a local player. You know, it'd be Briggs, Carlos O'Kelly's. That would be fun, but no. <laughs> Old Chicago, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's some you know businesses that are run or owned by K Staters that maybe would step up. Oh, I, I know the right answer. It's it's the Carl Ice, Carl and Mary Ice family, Kansas State Wildcats, <laughs> or the BNSF, Kansas State Wildcats. It's, that's where the train comes from, actually, in the train video. Fun fact. Hmm. Might be a disputed statement there. I, I think that probably is. 
Maybe advisors excel out of Topeka. It's turned into a national thing that's owned by K-Staters. They're kind of re- redoing a lot of things in Topeka, kind of dressing it up downtown mm-hmm. with restaurants and, and doing those things. Civics Plus is a national yeah. thing. Ward's done an incredible job of that, being you know national. And, and of course, uh, oh, for God's sake, Zach. Well, I can't think of anything. The giant building by the soccer stadium. Cerner. And Cerner's got a lot of K-Staters. You're talking about the K-State soccer stadium. Like, yeah, it's a like, church. It's a Methodist church, Fitz. Kansas State sports brought to you by some random Methodist church. <laughs> Why don't they rename Bramwich to the Sprint Center and give us a new Sprint Center? Because there's no Sprint anymore. The Sprint doesn't exist. Gills. It's all gone. It's pink Kansas now. City boy. It's all gone. I, I'd, I'd like Bramlage more if it was the Coors Light. Coors, the Coors Event Center? Yeah. I mean, because that's what the Bramlage family was. They were the Coors distributor out of Junction City. Oh, really? I didn't, didn't know that. Huh. <laughs> I'm a college man. I am the smart. I am the smart. I am the smart. I am the smart. From I Like Pickles Cat Again, steal a tradition from another school. Oh, it's neck. It's what? Neck from LSU. You don't know. Oh my gosh. Let me drop it in right here. Chanting to other songs seem like kids play. Yes. But it's incredible. It really is. Inappropriate, mm. but fun. Mm. Just really, I think Casey needs to go all in on inappropriate. Um, I think not. Screw the family atmosphere. <laughs> oh, not cool. Look, if we can play Sandstorm, we can play Neck. Exactly. Because half the crowd is drunk because now we have not just beer for sale. We're, we've got like barbershop chairs up on the concourse for for tequila shots poured directly into your mouth. Kansas State Sports will hammer you on the field and in the stands. Do you think that Casey Scott and Gene Taylor have sat in a boardroom with a bunch of other K-State people and, and somebody uttered the phrase talking about Stan Storm? Well, at least it's not neck. That's <laughs> why so they need me. What? What? Well, at least it's not neck. And Gene's probably like, well, you got a good point. Let's use it sparingly. Just go all in. <laughs> Just go for it. Put a little uh, adult content like your uh, a CD right there. <laughs> parental, yeah, parental advisory. advisory. K State games include chanting of obscene phrases and words. I wouldn't even say it's PG thirteen. No, that's R. Not neck. No, that's R rated. Bad. It's badass though. I like about it because they usually play it like late in the game or something. So pretty much, you know, what are you going to do? Get offended and leave? The game's almost over. 
Uh, what else? I um, think I like pretty much every other Big 12's fight song better than K-State's. But I think that's oh, just I familiarity. I, I, I think K-State's good. K-State's got a good fight song and Wabash being a secondary fight song. I think that's really cool. uh, Wabash, yeah, that's fair. If you've but, ever heard Texas Tech play their version of Wabash, you know K-State got it right. Or even Texas. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. I like Oklahoma State and Oklahoma's songs, especially their secondary songs. Oklahoma's gets so annoying, though. They play it every four no, seconds. No, uh, I'm not talking about Boomer Sooner. I'm talking about the secondary song huh. like they're, that they sometimes play. Whenever they're taking a break from Boomer Sumer, it's that one, and it's a banger. <laughs> I love it. It, it, was, it was whenever whenever OU would kick off on NCAA football, you know, they'd play the secondary song because that's just how NCAA football worked, and it was uh, – I love it. Um, Gills, you guys. As far as stealing those, though, I don't know if I'd steal them. Can't steal anything. I don't have anything really. Smoke. Putting putting an actual decal on the garage door. Yeah, they got to dress that up. It's embarrassing. They got to dress that up. Shouldn't even be a garage door. Or they could do the Ron Prince thing and put a little, whatever, a vinyl extra garage door that would open up at the same time, and then the smoke would come out. Better smoke. Hmm. Didn't know there was degrees of smoke. Yeah. There's degrees of burn. Mm-hmm. Degrees yeah, we need of smoke. Third degree smoke. Like it. <laughs> From Files, is there a decent Italian, not a, not Italian, Italian restaurant in Manhattan? No, there is. Yeah, Nico's. It's delicious. Same people from Martinelli's. I should have put this up in the Aggieville questions. I was just going down the list. Yeah. Place here. But yeah, yeah, where Wahoo used to be there on the corner of Morrow and... Was it 11th Street? Yeah. Um, there's now Nico's, the Little It's very good. It's like he said, Martinelli's based out of Salina. It's their recipes. Former employee owns it. It's good stuff. It's legit. Everything's the same except the bread. Really? I think they get the bread from Rodina's possibly, huh. like mm. the bakehouse. But, oh, cool. but everything else, basically the same. Had it the other night. Very delicious. Their chicken parm, shout out to Brett Regan, is just unbelievable. It it's is so good. I don't so understand what they do to good. it. It's just, oh, it's delicious. Yeah. I, I, we, I, there's no words other than me saying it's delicious, and you should try it, that I can describe it. It's just that good. I need it. I need it for dinner tonight. Maybe that's what we'll do. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. No broccoli in the Alfredo sauce, though. I don't like that. Mm, it's yeah. weird. Boo. Is you there, like broccoli? Yeah, I do. What a freak. It's good in pasta. So uh, other than Olive Garden, though, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. There used to be a couple small ones, but now, yeah, they're... Like Bella's. I don't know if that exists. Yeah. No. yeah. Hmm. And is Olive Garden really an Italian restaurant? That's an Italian place. <laughs> I do miss. We went there once when we were still down at the office downtown, and Fritch bought a uh, San Pellegrino. That was when he was on his first like San Pellegrino kick, and they brought out this sparkling water in a wine tub. <laughs> like there should have been, <laughs> there should have been a bottle of wine with this bucket of ice that the San Pellegrino they brought out. It's like lunchtime on a Monday. Like it's, it's 12 o'clock on a Monday or something. And it's Riley Fritch and I, and he's drinking a San Pellegrino on ice. <laughs> the bottle is on ice. Did he have his, his pinky out when he was drinking it? 
he might have a couple times. You love the meal, the fancy feel, the showbiz stories while you eat your veal. It's family dining with a mobster feel at Frank Sinatra's restaurant. <laughs> the humans will be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The ads are done. Speak humans. From Wagcat, who is one K-State coach you would have loved to see coach a different sport? I'd love to see Bruce Weber coach football. Just seeing him yell at players to hit each other. Yeah. Well, Give I that to me. Can you imagine Frank Martin coaching football? Mm. He'd explode. He'd be a good football coach, too. He, he'd be more tolerated as a football coach, I think. I think you're right. Um, I have a feeling Bill Snyder could coach anything. I, I really mean that. I, he's just kind of got that coaching formula down. I mean, he used to coach swimming, for God's sakes, back in, when he was a high school coach. I mean, I think at, at certain levels, coaching is... You know, about instruction of, you know, very fundamental things and work ethic, which I think he's got down. It's weird to me thinking of Bill Snyder as a coach. I don't know if this is the same for you guys, but like, I just, I can't picture him giving actual coaching advice to somebody. Like, I just, it like, I can't picture him cussing somebody out. I can't mm -hmm. picture him saying, hey, you need to do this better. You know, you need to, th you know, release the ball a little quicker or, you know, just like giving any general football advice. Like he just seems like his presence is enough on the football field. And like just him being there is what made K-State good. Like I can't like I, I like it's just impossible for me to hear him, you know, say F or S or whatever. I can't fathom him giving any sort of motivational speech or anything, I guess. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. People don't realize Coach curses. He's, you know, they've done a good job of protecting his image with that. But down in Texas Tech when, long time ago, Shane Howard, my video guy, caught him cursing <laughs> at the officials. It was just, it was so funny to hear him 
F bomb. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow. It's just, I don't know. Um, I would like to see Bruce Weber coach offense. Wow, you guys are really mean. <laughs> I guess that's the show. Maybe score some more points. I don't know. I'll take a jab at a couple of players. I'd like to see Gibson and, and DJ Johnson go play football and see how they could go at tight end or something. I agree. I think yeah. Gip would have been a good tight end. DJ was athletic enough to maybe be a tight end. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, you know, going back, I I look at a guy like Dominic Sutton. He should have been a wide receiver, although he had horrible hands. But athletically, you know, he would fit that really well. Maybe he'd learn how to catch if that was your job. But you know, he was just, he could jump so high and he was just so rangy. He should have been a receiver. He really should have. He might have been an NFL guy. From Wagcat. If Wagcat won the lottery and wanted to give a large amount of money to the K State Athletic Department, what sport would you like to see Gene Taylor invested in if he could not spend it on football or men's basketball? We're putting it, we're making a new sport, right? If if somebody gives a bunch of money. Well, like I've said, if I won the lottery, I'd invest in volleyball because that was my sport when I was younger, what I was good at. But, yeah, I mean, Wildcat seems like a guy that would like to see some young men wrestling with each other. I'm friends with him. I can get away with this. <laughs> Do some grappling and some Jeez. singlets. Okay. I, I don't know. I what, what sport? I know mine. Golf. Right? No. Oh. Well, I mean, I would love to see K-State build a better golf course. Well, anybody in Manhattan build a better golf course that fits the college game better than Colbert Hills. I don't think Colbert Hills is a very good. It's horribly designed for it. It's a great, it's an amazing course. It's not a good tournament or college level course, in my right. opinion. And I don't like the training facilities for whatever reason, which is funny because I'm actually considering joining Colbert Hills to, to play a little golf. Wow. Fancy. Uh, because it's a baseball cheap. card it, must be worth a lot. <laughs> Let's see, cut Zach's salary, he's overpaid. <laughs> Get, pay him in Mike Trout baseball cards. Um, now, I would I would build a, a new auditorium somewhere near the wreck or whatever. Make it you know public access, but you know put a swimming and diving team in. Well, you have an interesting perspective on this. This kind of spins off that. Should this be something Manhattan's doing? I mean, like I look at Seco Park. Could they build like the type of outdoor facility they have in the park, in the city park now? You know, just essentially get rid of what they have in Seco, build a big water park with an indoor auditorium. You've got all the parking there for the football stadium. It makes sense to me to do that there. They should. The city should have done this a long time ago. I agree. The city should have done something. I don't know if they ever will. They built these two. I mean, they're still under construction. These were voted on, I don't know, four years ago, maybe longer than that. They aren't even open yet. You know, these these gyms that are going to be like kind of workout facilities, but not really like they're kind of based off of, you know, in Kansas City, if you go to Olathe, they've got a really good like fitness center and kind of community center where you can go and you can join and you can work out, you can play basketball, you can do whatever. It's not going to be anything close to what that is. And that's really what a model community center should be. And that one has a pool in it. You know, these don't really have pools in them or I mean, they aren't going to have pools in them. There needs to be some sort of indoor actual proper pool but you know if, I, if i'm k-state you know they close the auditorium down if there's ever going to be a pool again it probably needs to be at the rec or nearby with athletics and why not somebody just come in and say hey you know here's a bunch of money 
you know, build a pool, you know, and then, you know, create a team because you really have a decent chance at winning some, some championships in the big 12. Cause there's what three teams maybe right now that have swimming and diving. I mean, I think you got TCU, Texas and KU maybe. I mean, there's, there's like nobody. You can win a big 12 championship easy. If you just get the right, the right swimmers and the right, right staff. Gills, you got any, any thoughts on this sport? To- Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> Why? I, I don't mm. know. I love cricket. Do you actually watch cricket? Nope. No. I've watched it like four times in my life. I don't have an answer. I really don't. Have you ever watched the guys like play down at Memorial though? Like when they Oh yeah, and... yeah. I've seen like playgrounds and all the oh, time. All the time. It's intriguing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Intriguing just seeing these guys just play a pickup cricket match <laughs> at Memorial. <laughs> Not that I ever go and watch these a lot fits, but I have sat there just watching. It's it's interesting. I mm-hmm. it is inter- interesting sport. I am t- I'm just amazed that there isn't more men's soccer programs. It's not yeah. a, not a Big Twelve sport. It's it, crazy to me because that would be a logical answer. You know that's the sport of the future. So I've been hearing that for forty years now, but um, it seems to be really moving that direction to have a legitimate men's and women's soccer. You. You'd think that, but it's kind of soccer. Men's soccer, at least in the United States, is probably best comparable to college baseball. You know, you can go professional really young or you can go and, you know, try in college. But college isn't really going to be where most of the guys that make it professionally come from. You know, you come from overseas, you come from where else. So I I guess I kind of get that. But you would think that from an investment standpoint and just a sports standpoint, if every Big 12 school has women's soccer, it's not that much more to get a men's soccer team going to. Well, I I guess I would add men's volleyball, but there's no one to play around here. Yeah, I'll play. Well, not for not not you. Talking about other uh, schools. schedule. <laughs> and they're all on the coast and stuff. Yeah, hmm. Hockey would be fun. Hockey would be fun, but I don't know how you recruit to this area. Yeah. K-State's too north to be a baseball school and too far south to be a hockey school. Just caught in the middle. <laughs> you can't just sit here and cry. Oh, I can't so just sit here and cry. From Dr. J54, what was the worst class you had in college and why was it so bad? I know this is going to be a long one because Zach has... Was it geography at Oklahoma State? I mean, I took those. Those were not the worst. Those are my I, favorite classes. Those that, are my your favorite professor classes. was terrible. At. We talked about this like a year ago. I don't know oh, why I remember I think this, I cut it man. all out, too, because Zach went on so long. <laughs> <laughs> no, the worst. I'll, I'll do an o- Oklahoma State one, though. I had this class second semester, and it was like literature or something. Like some sort of literature. I hate reading. I don't really like reading books, fiction, you know, unless it's like something pretty popular. Not really into it, but we had to read this short story. It was called A Real Doll. I'll let you guys look it up and, and figure it out. But it was about this 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 kid and this Barbie doll, and he he took the head off, and I'll let you, you use your imagination mm. and lack of physics as to what happened to this Barbie doll. I don't know. And it was I don't know. it was the most it was the weirdest thing I've ever had to talk about in a classroom like it was the most awkward experience of my life i could not like it was it was i don't know why the professor picked that passage to read 
it was so strange. I had a philosophy class. I've talked about this before, taught by a woman from India that none of us could understand. <laughs> I, I still have no idea what was going on in that class. It was like, you know, those nightmares you have, you go to a class and you don't know what's going on and you wake up and you're like, what was that class about? This literally happened in this class. I still have no idea what she was teaching us or how she was teaching it or what she was saying, what, what these philosophical formulas she was writing out were. I don't know what the hell was going on in that class. And it was in the building that they cleared out for when they built Hale, the building they removed. What? They, there was a little building that they sat next to the Farrell Library that they took out when oh. they put in Hale. It was in the basement of that building. It was in an awful little mini, like, theater room. It was it was awful. I still, oh, it's just the worst class. I remember I remember the rant that I would have gone on. It was services marketing. We yep. it was it was services marketing and it was literally uh pharmaceutical it should have been called pharmaceutical conspiracies. That's right. How was it? <laughs> it? Had nothing to do with marketing, but yeah. Gilf? It was terrible. He got I think he got relieved of his duties after that semester. <laughs> Maybe if we have a lot of time we can hear the full story again. No. Uh, no. I uh Paula V. Slawanti, I think was her name, and it was like what you just said, Fitz. It was Stats 350. Couldn't understand a word that, that she was saying, and I had no idea what was going on the whole time. So, yeah. I mean, I've had a few professors that are from, like, I think uh, Swinder Jonda, if anyone knows who he is, a younger listener. He's awesome. He's an Indian guy, and I could understand him. He's great, but there's other ones that don't speak any English. I'm like, I, j- I don't know what you're saying. I can't learn anything from you. That's, so. It bothers me. It does. <clears throat> I mean, you should be able to understand your instructor. You know, I mean, if it's a language class, I get it. But if you're trying to teach me something else and I can't understand you, I'm going to get frustrated. From Chris66204, would you rather get your entire body below the neck waxed or take an MLB changeup to the ribs slash back? Let's say 86 miles per hour, but not on the spine, but in the muscle slash fat. I'm I'm going for the wax. Getting waxed is not that bad. No! Yeah, I, I'll just be blunt here. I've, I've been through such weird medical stuff that has been painful, uncomfortable. I mean, I've had my eye sockets carved out. I think I'd take the waxing. And God, I'd be sexy, too. I don't recall accidentally ingesting poison, and yet here you are trying to make me vomit. I'd be, I'd be fantastic with no hair. Just, I'd probably wax everything except my eyebrows. Oh, I feel like I'm going to vomit. Well, my, she said she. I don't know why I said she. He, Chris. No. Chris. Below, he said below the neck. I know, but. You don't even I'd, have to I'd worry. wax my head. I, I wouldn't wax my goatee because then you can see how fat I am because it really covers it up. <laughs> um, Zach, how do you feel about the waxing versus fastball to the back? It's a change up, but it's still 86 miles an hour, which might as well be a fastball for, yeah. for us. No, wax. Wax, man. Dude. I've got to do it. I've got to pick the change up. You would. Be against you guys. Uh, Interesting part of my my hormone therapy when they showed up my testosterone, I was pretty much hair-free except a couple spots we won't discuss. But, yeah, I lost, like, all my arm hair and leg hair and all my chest hair. It was weird. It really isn't that bad to get waxed. I've been waxed before. I've had my back done. It wasn't bad at all. Yeah, just don't go for a a Russian, a small Russian woman with 
Rough hands. That's just good life. Hi, my name's right there. Olga. Take your shirt off. Take your shirt off. I am going to use wax, but not enough. Just slowly pull your hairs out. Slowly. Tweezers. My teeth. I'm Olga. The teeth wax puller. <laughs> oh, boy. Fellas, we're broken. We need to change. All righty. Yeah, all righty. Let's move on. Last question of the podcast from Chris66204. As we approach the four-year anniversary of the Fire Festival, A, briefly describe the festival you would like to produce and, of course, attend, location, types of entertainment, etc., and B, briefly describe how it would go horribly, horribly wrong and whether you would go to jail for fraud or negligence or etc. You're more up on this than me. Go. I I don't know what I I mean, obviously you got to make it in some You basically just do the fire festival again and just try not to have cheese sandwiches, right? Well, fill people and most people don't know what the fire festival So the fire was. festival there's this guy named Billy McFarland and then Ja Rule. They got a whole these influencers to promote this this festival called the Fire Festival down in the Bahamas. You'd fly down, you know, it was relatively cheap to go for an out of, you know, concert, you know, all expenses, you know, meals, lodging, everything covered down in the Bahamas, but they didn't really have enough money to do it and it turned into a disaster. There were like FEMA tents, there were cheese sandwiches. It ended up getting canceled as it happened. It all unfolded on social media. Basically, what broke it was there was this picture of a cheese sandwich that was given to, you know, this food to someone. And that was what tipped everything. And it was just a giant meme at that point. So that's that is the fire festival. It happened in 2017. Billy McFarland is in prison for seven years. Um there was another individual, I think his name's Andy King, who uh, was requested to do some stuff for some water that I'm not going to get into, but mm. but he was he was requested to do, and he was prepared to take one for the team to get this water mm. out of customs down in the Bahamas. Well, yeah, <laughs> I probably would have a country music festival. Go with me on this. I would set it up at like Tuttle Creek. We have a big stage and a big area. And bring in, bring in some you know nice acts, well, pretty mediocre acts earlier in the day, and then it would just rain every every year. <laughs> it just rain turned into a big mud pit. It would smell like uh, manure and mud out there, and uh, we'd tear the crap out of the park every year, and then have to redo it. That's pretty much. I'd probably question. Call it. Yeah, if you probably would run this for about twenty years in the same spot, right. roughly. Right. right. Um. Would you get early on some different acts, you know, like maybe like a, a ZZ Top or like, like a, even like Jeff Foxworthy or something, you know, just mm -hmm. to mix it up. And then, then slowly you'd get some like lesser acts right. and then it would just kind of become like, you know, one year, you know, the, the under, you know, the, the, the third or fourth person down the list would be, you know, there one year. And then a couple of years later, they'd be like the Saturday night headliner. Right. That's yeah. exactly what I do. I'd bring in like a Leonard Skinner one year, even if it's the reinvented one, they were still entertaining. And, uh, but pretty soon it would be a guy you've hardly ever heard of as a headliner. That's how I'd do it. Yeah. And then I'd move it to a town that nobody wants to visit. And then you get rid of one of the days probably at some point. Yeah. I'd clearly get rid of like the last day. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, because, you know, people just wanted to leave town. So I would just get rid of an entire day and then still charge the same price. That's what I would do. But eventually I'd just move it. Move it to a yeah, because a motorsport a motorsport yeah. park. Because in the other a, place a it's not going to rain. It, yeah, yeah, it rain over there. Um, and well, I'd probably move it to a place with no trees. Because who needs shade in August or July or June, whenever it is? Yeah. Would you call it like country rumble or something? No, probably something to do with you know more of a country theme like a showdown, country roundup. So I don't know. I can't come up. Prairie Thunder. Uh, man, that sounds like a good wrestler <laughs> name. Guy comes out, cowboy hat, Prairie Thunder. And then he farts a lot. Would you ever get somebody that has a song about a red drinking vessel, but then he forgets the words to yeah, his song? Like, Would you get one of those? Well, I wouldn't require any of the big stars. I'd pay him like a million dollars or so, and they wouldn't be required to remember the lyrics to their own songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even and even forget their lyrics, even though their stage manager taped the lyrics to the the floor, like the you know the runway stage. Yeah. So you had the lyrics right there, but you still wouldn't remember. Uh, let's hypothetically saying there was a song about a road solo cup. To be, or maybe your first big hit, like you know it was about a cowboy, and you didn't remember those lyrics either. I don't know. That's probably what I would do. <laughs> that was just too much fun. I, it, I can't think. I can't think of anything else. It's amazing when I look back at at the things I saw at Country Stampede when it was first starting up. I mean, I saw Tim McGraw and Faith Hill on the tour in which they met and fell in love, but they were like a six p.m. act. I saw Kenny Chesney play it too before he was anything. But now a guy like Kenny Chesney, if he had a hit like uh, Do You Think My Tractor's Sexy, if he had that one hit, he would be the opening act for the headliner. That's how far off the talent has dropped. And it's not just because of the that one particular festival. It's because country has gone from artists that can make a lot of money off of music sales to it's all about, like every other thing in the music industry, it's all about ticket sales now, and it's just too expensive to book a festival. They're going to kill off the festivals. Just the way it is. But that's my dream. I would like to have a big music venue in the area, yeah. in the Flint Hills somewhere. I think it could be a nice draw. Like a Red Rock amphitheater. Yeah, right. In the Flint Hills. Flint Hills. Something really scenic out there with the kind of a natural amphitheater in the hills. I think it would be awesome and, and would be very useful. I don't have any festival ideas that could go horribly wrong. I don't know how I could match Fire Festival and go to jail for fraud. I think I would maybe have something in Aggieville, like a fake holiday. <laughs> And you know, attract people from all over, not just not just the area, but you you would meet people that traveled from California and North Carolina to come to this incredible festival. I don't know what would it be between, let's say, Valentine's Day and Easter. Yeah, probably in the right when it's warming up. Yeah, so people can wander around and and you know get aggressively drunk, which they do at festivals, and then have the city turn on it and kill it. That's probably what I would do. And just lose the tax revenue. Yeah, just yeah. totally. Like everyone who owns a liquor store or a bar or a hotel or anything like that would then just be screwed because 
uh, it's not the right kind of economic impact. You know, the one where money is made by local businesses. It's tough. Yeah, I don't I have. I literally have no clue what I could possibly come up with. We could have the Cole Carmody Festival. Do we all oh, just kind of? Is something dinging? I think Becky came home, didn't she? No, it's a Scottish Terrier having a drink of water. We had oh. to move the dog water bowl out into the hallway, but yeah, that's that's her drink. The Cole Carmody Festival would have to start at midnight, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's right. It would. Everything would happen at midnight. Be a very short festival. Midnight until about twelve thirty when he wants to go home and go to bed. Seems Cole seems like a guy that like we should probably beat the traffic. Cole, we're in Aggieville. You don't know. We're not gonna beat the traffic. How about how about here here's a good fraud idea for fake Patty's Day. Bring just just create a website, you know, buy up like fake Patty's Day, you know, whatever year, you know, buy up some domain name and just put a shop for wristbands for fake Patty's Day, but like they like don't have any bar associated with them. They just say like fake Patty's Day, like admit one, you know, just like but like it doesn't say where or anything. It's just a ten dollar wristband. Okay, can you explain it slower so I can take some notes? Yeah. You're gonna get a, a website. Okay, website. Yep. And then you're gonna create I don't know, like a Shopify or something, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna Make buy very cheap paper wristbands. You can get them customized or something. They just say "Fake Patty's Day" on them. What if they said like uh, "Fake Fake Patty's Day"? No, just "Fake Patty's." We're going full fraud. Full fraud. Okay. And then you sell them for ten bucks a piece, and then you mail them to people. Sign me up! Holy Uh, crap! uh, And then you make. Well, there's going to be thirty dollars shipping handling (laughs) in the very small. Well, you got to have administration fees, printing fees. Make sure you pass on the cost of each individual paper bracelet because we're going to get these custom. They're going to look legit. They're not going to get you into any bar whatsoever. But they will let you have the bracelet. The the bracelet will allow you access to wearing the bracelet. It's kind of like when you're on eBay and you take a picture of your PlayStation 5 Mm -hmm. and you put it up for bids and you're saying you are bidding on a picture of a PlayStation 5 and then it gets up to $500 and then you ship them the picture because that's legally what the listing said. Hmm. Just because you misled them. Hmm. You didn't really mislead them if if you said it was a picture. So... Very dirty. <laughs> so if I go on here and get a uh, like a domain that's like coal stampede, <laughs> like it's all about coal, but it's a stampede theme for some reason. I don't know why. And then sell wrist brands. It'd probably be brown stampede. And uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that. Didn't take any notes. Should have written some of that down. So it's going to be coal themed. Yes, all going to be. We're going to, we're going to frame him. So it's going to be kind of like Blue Mountain State with Thadland. <laughs> we're going to we're going to frame Cole for all of our crimes. Oh. Yeah, Cole's going to be wanted by the end of this association with GoPirateKit.com. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. going to regret this a lot. Like everyone listening to this regrets it. <laughs> yeah, that's it for the overtime. Dude fell asleep, man. Who can blame him? We win. That just went to hell. Huh. We'll try harder. Probably not next week, but eventually. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.